From Radio K Man's Newsroom, I'm Shana Gallego with your latest news. Cabinet has approved a new commencement order to bring into force parts of the National Pensions Amendment Act 2016. Radio K Man's Dion Anglin reports. Using a phased approach, the commencement order has varying effective dates, with the first effective from January 1, 2023, whereby all pension plan administrators or PPAs will be required to host annual general meetings, that's AGMs, and provide members with statements on a semi-annual basis, which can be issued electronically or hard copy with the member's consent. While some PPAs voluntarily provide AGMs and frequent statements, these changes are important revisions which establish. An opportunity for all members to attend an annual meeting with their pension plan administrator to learn more about the plan and discuss their concerns. Furthermore, the increase in statement frequency from annual to semi-annual will provide members with more information about the plan's expense ratios and investment return, as well as the employer's payment of the required monthly pension contributions. Commencing March 1, 2023, a number of sections will begin, starting with the Department of Labor and Pensions requirement. To publish a list of all registered pension plans, their PPAs as well as the agents of the PPAs, that is, key service providers. The additional information will allow the general public to have an official list of registered pension plans, so they can verify that their pension plan is properly registered with the regulator. From an enforcement perspective, new key provisions will be the court's ability to impose higher fines and possibly imprisonment for employers on summary conviction. Effective July 1, PPAs will. Will be required to notify the employees of a delinquent employer within 60 days of notifying the DLP. In order for the administrator to fulfill this requirement, pension plan members are encouraged to contact their PPAs to update their contact information, including email or mailing addresses. In October, an administrative penalty system will be introduced, which will create another enforcement tool for the DLP, similar to other departments with an enforcement mandate. The remaining few provisions of the amendment. Act are to be implemented in a phased approach after the review of the existing National Pensions Pension Fund Investments Regulations. Any future amendment proposals or changes will require cabinet approval before implementation. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. The enactment of the commencement order will ensure that the DLP can fulfill its obligations under the National Pensions Act and effectively enforce the legislation, as well as enabling the courts to effectively dispose of related cases. Condolences continue to pour in for prominent Caymanian businessman Gene Thompson, who passed away on Tuesday after a long battle with cancer. He was the founding director for the internationally accredited, state-of-the-art tertiary care Health City Cayman Islands Hospital. Director of Thompson Development Limited, one of the premier development companies in the Cayman Islands, he was also project manager of Astor Cayman Med City, a planned multi-million-dollar hospital in West Bay. Health City Cayman Islands posted on their Facebook page, Gene was quote. Instrumental in building Health City Cayman Islands and a beloved member of the Health City family, his absence will be felt deeply by all. During his illness, Gene showed remarkable courage and strength, inspiring all with his determination to live life to the fullest. Loved ones are remembering him as a dear friend, mentor, faithful servant, and family man. Former MLA Klein Glidden Jr. shared a photo online of himself and Mr. Thompson, calling him the epitome of dignity, faithfulness, and strength. Gene Thompson was 59. 
Police confirm a 75-year-old visitor from the United States has died after experiencing difficulties in the water near Channel Road, Cayman Brack. Police report shortly after 9.30 a.m. on Tuesday, they responded to Channel Road in Cayman Brack, where it was reported the man who was diving near the location had experienced difficulties and was taken ashore. Cayman Island's fire service crew attended the location and conducted first aid on the man before medical personnel from the Faith Hospital arrived and took over. The man was pronounced dead at the scene by the attending doctor a short time later. Police are investigating a vehicle collision involving a dump truck at the Lawrence Boulevard and the Esterly Tibbetts Highway roundabout this afternoon. Police report it happened just after noon today. The collision involved a rental vehicle and a dump truck that were both traveling north along Esterly Tibbetts Highway when they collided at the second exit from the northbound direction. The Cayman Islands Fire Service attended the scene and assisted with extricating the three occupants from the rental vehicle. All three were taken to the hospital by ambulance. One of the occupants sustained a last to the head. However, all are believed to have sustained non-life-threatening injuries. Police say no other parties reported injuries to the police and no other properties appear to have been damaged. The incident is being investigated by the police and anyone with information is encouraged to call the Traffic and Roads Policing Unit at 649-6254 or the Georgetown Police Station at 949-4222. Anonymous tips can also be provided directly to the RCIPS confidential tip line at 949 Seven or via the RCIPS website. In more police news, the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service is warning residents to beware of fraudulent email activities. Radio Cayman's Paula Cal has more. The RCIPS has received a number of reports recently stating that members of the public have been receiving emails that appear to be from RCIPS Financial Crimes Investigation Unit using the email address of fraud-desk at rcips.ky. These emails carry an attachment of a letter which impersonates the Commissioner of Police and claim to be regarding an investigation into fraudulent activity known as a Dolphin Trust scam at the Cayman National Bank. The RCIPS confirms this is a fraudulent email and that no such email address exists within the service. An investigation is being carried out and members of the public are encouraged not to open or respond to these emails, but instead to forward them to any similar emails directly to the Digital Forensic Hub at rcipsdfh at rcips.ky. Members of the public are also being reminded that the RCIPS, as well as any legitimate financial institution, will not ask you to share personal information via emails. You are therefore being encouraged to call your financial institution or the police to verify such requests and, where possible, speak with someone in person before complying with any requests made by email. Anyone with information is encouraged to call the Digital Forensic Hub at 649-4301 at during regular business hours or email rcipsdfh at rcips.ky. Anonymous tips can be provided directly to the RCIPS via our confidential tip line at 949-7777 or via our website. In addition, RCIPS has recently received a number of reports from members of the public that have received emails claiming to be from an ex-RCIPS police officer who no longer resides or works in the Cayman Islands. The email comes from Royal Cayman Islands Police Service, sarah.menknear at gov.ky. The email has a link in the body of it to download a PDF. The RCIPS has identified the link as malicious and it is no longer active. RCIPS wish to remind the community to never click on a link in any email 
unless they are absolutely certain that it came from a legitimate source. If there is any doubt about authenticity, always check with the original sender before clicking links. For Ready Came Out News, I'm Paula Carl. In other local news, 100 Women in Finance Global Ambassador, Her Royal Highness, the Countess of Wessex, attended the 100 WF inaugural Cayman First Impressions Dinner as part of her visit to the Cayman Islands. More now from Radio Cayman's April Cummings. 100 WF Girl Force 100 mentees, local female students, and their role models heard from a panel of female finance professionals and met with Her Royal Highness, the Countess of Wessex, as well as senior industry leaders over dinner at the Ritz-Carlton Grand Cayman. The first of its kind for the Cayman Islands location, 100 WF First Impressions Dinners are part of 100 Women in Finance's Investing in the Next Generation initiative, which aims to reach, inspire, and support pre- and early-career young women who are the finance industry's leadership pipeline. By providing female students with opportunities to engage with women in varied roles and levels of seniority within financial services, organizers say they can gain valuable insight into the different career opportunities and pathways within the industry and are encouraged to forge their own careers in finance. To kick off the interactive evening, a panel of female rising stars shared insights about their jobs and career paths, and students were encouraged to ask questions during the roundtable sessions that followed. The format gives mid-level female professionals increased visibility in front of their peers and senior executives, including their clients in the finance industry, and opportunities to use their experience to pay it forward to the next generation. April Cummings, Radio Cayman News. And we leave you with this one. Visiting dignitaries got a first-hand look at Cayman's agricultural offerings as the Agriculture Minister, the Honorable J. E. Banks, escorted them through this year's agriculture show. Among them, Jamaica's Minister of Agriculture and Fisheries, Honorable Purnell Charles Jr. The vision um, and the collaboration between the government and the communities here, this, this seems like this is a whole of society event. Everyone is here, everyone is together, um, and I, I really like that. And I want to commend your minister. He's a man of vision, um, a man of action, and, and he is why I'm here with my full team from the ministry. Montserrat's Honorable Minister of Agriculture, Lands, Housing and Environment, Cranston Buffon, tells Radio Cayman the visit has been productive and inspiring. We call it Prime, produced in Montserrat Expo. So everything that we produce from the agro-processing side to the crops, everything. Um, so we're looking to piggyback after what he's doing to see how we can improve our short term. Mr. Buffon says collaboration across the region is necessary. It's even more important as we have seen what COVID has done to the rest of the world in terms of getting things done. And as a region, we have to start working together to have um, <clears throat> to have everything done across the different countries. How we can collaborate, how we can achieve things together. That is your latest news. From Radio K-Man's Newsroom, I'm Shana Gallego.